Welcome to Podcast Awesome. In this series of Nerd Show and Tell episodes, we chat with members of the Fawn Awesome team, take a deep dive into some of their recent work, and share the nerdy interests that enrich their lives. Fawn Awesome, don't make something awesome. Fawn Awesome, don't make something awesome. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, and today we're talking with Trevor Chase, the real human behind Font Awesome technical support. Trevor lets us in on the most common tech support questions he gets, why he made a career change from middle school principal to tech, and a little bit about his coffee roasting obsession. So Trevor, if I'm not mistaken, you were not always a tech support person. You actually had another professional life years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you made your way to Fun Awesome? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely was not part of uh, any computer background. That was kind of my brother's thing. So, no, I uh, started out with a bachelor's degree in, in business administration. I was working at a bank uh, at the time I was going to college. So, didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, right, out, right out the gate. So, I uh, got my business degree and started doing some loans with, uh, with the bank. And then um, my wife was actually in education. She taught business. And so, we kind of talked about that and I decided to to change my uh, route to that. So I went and uh, actually got hired uh, without any teaching degree yet, but I got my master's degree in, in teaching and uh, taught high school business for a few years and coached. And then I uh, got my specialist in educational leadership. So uh, superintendency and, and building mm-hmm. level uh, administration. So I became a assistant principal for a junior high in the town that I grew up in and, and did that for uh, eight years. So I was uh, in education for a total of 13 years. And so, yeah. And edu- the world of education is no joke. I mean, my extended family are all, we're all public school music teachers and, uh, man, you got to really have a love for it. So inevitably, like you, you made a pivot and you, you made a change. What was challenging about that kind of role? Yeah. So, uh, as a system principal, um, uh, in particular where, where I was, I handled, you know, the majority of the discipline and attendance issue. And so our issues, you know, it just got to, uh, be several years down the line of just dealing with a lot of, uh, negativity in the building. You know, that's just kind of the role I played, you know, is a lot of the negative of the building would come to me. Right. Uh, that, that just kind of weighs on you. And, uh, I got kind of done, done doing that. I, I, I quickly realized I didn't want to be the the building principal anytime soon. And, and, uh, you know, it could be stressful, uh, that job and, and assistant principal could be, both of them are stressful jobs. And so, sure. Uh, I just decided, you know, that's, that's not the path I wanted to con- continue going down. So, yeah, I mean, I imagine myself as a junior hire and, uh, think, God bless those <laughs> those principals and administrators that had to deal with punks like me. I mean, uh, my goodness, it's it's an interesting age. It takes it takes special people uh, to yeah, to yeah. teach and lead in in that uh, that age group. I mean, they can be fun, but yeah, they sure, can, they could be challenging as well. Yeah. 
And so your brother is Travis, and he obviously is, you know, a tech nerd and is working with Dave on Font Awesome. And yeah, how did that go? Like, so you you felt like you needed a change. Did it occur to you at all that maybe you'd get into the world of tech? Or how did that come about? <laughs> no, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, I didn't hardly ever take time off because uh, in that position, I mean, it just it just piles on you, you know? So it was, it was actually worse being gone than, than, you know, being there. So, mm-hmm. but I actually decided, you know, I'm going to take the day off. I had been doing some research and kind of talking to some people I knew. Um, and I, so I was actually going to go back into the baking industry just because that's something I knew and something I, I knew I could get back into and if nothing else be a decent transition period for me. Um, and so I took the day, or I think I maybe just took a half day and I went over to Travis's house and said, Hey, I want to talk to you about, you know, what I'm doing, I, I valued his, uh, his opinion. He'd been in the business world, you know, and I hadn't been in that world for quite some time, you know, 13 years. So I told him I'm going to leave education. At the time I had two job offers, uh, two different uh, instant baking institutions. And so what do you think? What, what, what do you think I should do? And, and, uh, so, well, if you, if you really are going to leave education, why don't you come work for us? And, and I just nice. kind of laugh. I just got to laugh because I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, I have never been into computers growing up he was always into gaming and and uh the computer world and that just it just never was me you know i just mm-hmm. uh never never something i thought i'd get into and so i said well you know that that's funny but yeah right <laughs> and he's like well let me show you what the stuff that we need and what he would be doing and he showed me and and he said you know if that seems interesting and you're willing to learn then uh you know it's something we really need right now and um so I decided, hey, you know, this is different. You know, it's different. It's new. It's something I, I definitely would never get bored in this position because there's always something to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, okay, let's let's do. It. So he and Dave talked about it and, and decided to uh, bring me on board. And uh, that was almost well about four and a half years ago. So yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. I don't know. What are the most common support questions you tend to get on a day-to-day basis? Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of it has to do with, um, our licensing, um, just people, uh, wanting to make sure that they're, they are using either our free or pro version correctly. So we get a lot of licensing questions. We, we of course get some, uh, more technical questions as far as, Hey, this trying to use this icon, it's not working, you know, what's going on. So we can, get in there, you know, into their website and debug that, that for them. And so we have a lot of those questions of, of just licensing or, or how to use in different environments. It's been good because uh, I had zero technical background at all. So I've had to uh, learn on my own and, you know, read a lot and try to get into that side as much as I can with the limited experience I had before. So um, it's every day you're learning something new, which is great. So we really value ongoing development and learning at Font Awesome, which is a real core aspect of our culture, which is awesome. So, you know, you coming into this role and needing to learn, um, that's a great fit, you know, to have space to do that. What what do you work on and do you take kind of like calculated approach to how you learn or? Yeah, I'm very much a, a hands-on learner. So I've got to actually be watching a video on how to how to do something you're reading a book on how to do something i very much need examples and and 
uh, get in there and actually start doing. And, and, uh, that, that's how I learned the best. You know, some people can just read it and, and they've got it. Um, that's not necessarily me. <laughs> I've got, I've got to be doing it and yeah. doing it for a few times before it really sinks in. So, but yeah, this environment, you know, Travis and Dave have always been ones who have never said, uh, they've never said no to anything I've asked, uh, as far as, Hey, can I try out this out? Can I get this book to learn this? I mean, they're, they're always for, uh, continuing education. And so any, anytime I've done like an online class or, uh, purchased, you know, reading materials or whatever, um, it's always been very easy to do so. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where I'm seeing the tech world, there's always something to learn. And so that's, that's been the fun part. Like I've told my kids, uh, it's kind of fun for them to see too. Like I, I've told them I'll never be bored in, in this environment because you know, if I am, it's my own fault because there's always something to learn. And, and there's always different platforms out there to, to learn from, which is, which is great too. So whether you're just a reader or you're hands-on, you know, it doesn't matter. There's, there's lots of stuff out there. So but it's been good for me, uh, to learn, you know, all the ins and outs of, you know, just HTML, CSS and, and how our icons, how our stuff works within different environments. Um, there's still, there's still a ton for me to learn, but, um, Mm-hmm. But it, but it's been fun. It's been fun to get to play around with that and uh, gain gain more knowledge as I go. Yeah, and you've recently moved into doing some more QA work, right? Yeah, yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, what what was it about that that seemed interesting to you? I really like debugging. Um, I really like finding uh, you know issues that maybe our customers run into and trying to fix that. I've always kind of liked that. Even in my previous job as an assistant principal, I liked putting out fires. I liked the day-to-day of, hey, something's come up. How are we going to fix this? Uh, so I've always enjoyed that. And so with the QA stuff, um, you know, I can get in there and play around and, and test out the stuff that our, our dev and design team that they work so hard on. And I can just go in there and, uh, from a customer perspective, just go through some test plans that they've written up and then also kind of tinker around and see what, what I can break or, or, or mm-hmm. not break. And that to me is fun. It's nice because like I can be a part of that side of the team um, and not just um, on the customer side. And so it's, it's a good integration of both of those worlds. So do you have any favorite Font Awesome icons? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I really geek out on uh, copy and copy roasting. And so uh, pretty much all of our icons that uh, deal with copy, you know, copy bean, copy pod, um, you know, the mug and all that kind of stuff. I, that's definitely right up my alley. We've got all the caffeinated beverages covered for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about the coffee making part. Yeah. So it's something I've... Uh, I've been doing for probably, I don't know, close to 12 years or so and actually started out just using a old school popcorn popper, one of those tower popcorn poppers, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the most efficient way of roasting, but, but it does give you a uh, freshly roasted coffee. So, um, I started out doing that many years ago and, uh, then kind of got, uh, talked to my dad and he kind of, he's retired and he wanted something fun to do on the side. And so we kind of started a little side business, a little coffee roasting business. And, and he purchased a, uh, 
a little sample roaster, drum roaster. And so mm-hmm. we both kind of learned on that, which was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What's the, as you get deeper into that, like what's the the process for figuring out how to, to create a great roast? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a ton to it. Um, you know, when we bought the, the drum roaster, you know, it uses uh, propane for the heating element and then you have airflow and you have the speed of the drum. And so all those things work together through timing to really roast the beans. There's some great videos online. I think uh, we watched them on YouTube from Mill City Roasters. It's almost like taking a class, really. Um, hmm. And they kind of walk you through the the stages of the roast. And, you know, once you get the basics down from there, it's just kind of playing around with the different beans. You know, they're, you know, coming from different parts of the world. And, you know, each at each different at each roasting level, you know, depending on the time and the heat you use and everything, it can produce a completely different cup of coffee. And that's the fun. That's the fun of it. I mean, you can the same bean, you can get different flavors, you know, based on how long you've roasted or, or not. And and um so really for me, I I love just you know, try it out ordering different beans from different parts of the world and just um, you know, just seeing what uh what i like the best would taste best for my palate and and uh and just it's something i really enjoy doing and you had a great story about i don't know if it was like the, the beginning of your coffee obsession um but it, it sort of cemented it maybe just cemented it more for you but you had a story about uh being overseas tell us a story about that yeah so um my wife and i our youngest son is uh, adopted from ethiopia and so during that process of the adoption, it's, uh, we had to travel twice for different stages of the adoption process. Both times when we're there, we would obviously go out to eat, and, you know, get to know the, the area and the culture more. And so they'll do coffee ceremonies uh, at some of the restaurants for you. In fact, they did that at the orphanage for us as well. Ethiopia is known as the birthplace of coffee. And so mm. very partial to, to that coffee. Uh, Ethiopian yeah. Yurichet is by far my favorite, but in that uh, coffee ceremony, they'll roast the coffee right in front of you. Wow. And it is just, I mean, it's, it's a fun, oh, it's such a great experience. Um, the, now, the coffee is very strong. Uh, yeah. That they roast it right there over some hot coals, and they give you enough for, like, very, you know, like, two shots of, 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 of coffee. Um, but it, it's fantastic. And that's just a, you know, that, to me, just was like, what a what a cool thing to do with other people and to mm-hmm. get them involved in from there. I just like, I want to roast coffee when I get back home, you know, it just progressed from there. That's something that I'll, I'll never forget quite the experience that my wife and I were able to be a part of. Yeah. When people involve you in the process and every, every step of it, and it's so tactile, you know, you can smell it, you can see it. Um, you see the finished product and you put it in your mouth, you know, it's, there's just something about the whole experience. It's so great. Yeah, it's great. It's a, you know, the, the coffee ceremony involves, um, you know, the roasting of the coffee and sharing it. And then, and then they, they make popcorn right there too with you. And, and it's, it's all about sharing the, um, experience with one another. And so popcorn is something that easily can be shared around a group of people. And, and of course, coffee as well. So, uh, it's very much a communal experience and, and, uh, and they'll, they'll do it in restaurants, even here in the States, uh, Ethiopia restaurants, which is, which is pretty fun to do as well. Yeah. Can you get a legit cup of Ethiopian coffee that, that is in the ballpark of what you tasted there? Or is it just sort of its own thing altogether? My dad and I, whenever we would order, uh, we would use an importer from the States and they would get, you know, the beans from 
different farms, you know, from the different countries. And man, we got one bag in particular. I remember getting, it was one of the first Yurgachev bags we got. I think it was like a 130 pound bag, but it just, I mean, it produced some of the best coffee I've ever had in my life. Mm. I mean, for me, I, you know, I got a very uh, strong, like a blueberry uh, flavor note out of it, you know, and it just, it was killer. Uh, I mean, it was great. It was so good. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the fun part about coffee too. Like depending on where it's grown, it takes on flavors of what it's grown by, you know? So that's where you get some of those cocoa or fruit flavors. And with it being a berry itself, that to me is, is another fun part about, interesting part about the coffee process of roasting is is trying to get those different flavor notes out of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, that's part of, you know, how long you roast and you can definitely get some some good coffee over here. We have our, now they're biannual meetups, the snuggles, as we oh, call yes. it. It's our time to kind of reconnect in person uh, since we're a remote company and we're all working in different parts of the country. What do you enjoy most about the the snuggle time? Yeah, it's um, for me now in particular, because uh, we have, my family didn't move. We live, you know, we're down in Tampa now. And so that's quite a ways away from the the Joplin office that I used to go to and, and see uh, the guys. So for me, it's it's great just seeing everybody as many times a year as we can. I, I love it. The team building that we do, uh, the conversations that we have, you know, everybody's, you know, they come from different parts of the, the country. And, you know, I grew up in the same small town um, my whole life. Uh, it really has opened my eyes to the ways people live in different uh, environments. And and so for me, it's been great just getting to know the people where they're from and getting to know their background more. I, I've really enjoyed that throughout the years. And, you know, the, the first level that I went to, there was only, uh, yeah, I think I was the fifth person hired, excuse me. So there were seven of us, mm-hmm. including Dave and Travis. So, you know, it's grown to now uh, up to 17 and, and now 18 people. And it, it's a evolves quite a bit over the over the years that yeah that i've been with fun awesome and, and uh you know i i enjoy it every time I, I you know you you get to have different conversations with with the same people sometimes and uh it's been it's been fun just getting to know everybody a little deeper and you know it does kind of reconnect you because you, you know being remote you know sometimes you you can you kind of feel isolated at times depending on what position you have mm-hmm. um so uh, when you get to reconnect with people that, you know, it just makes it feel more like a, you know, a small company that we are, which I really enjoy. Yeah, it's kind of a best of of both worlds. And it it is true when you work remote, there are downsides to it to not working in office. But, you know, the plus side is that we have a lot of freedom. We kind of define how we do our work and we can get really focused on what we're doing. Um, we make sure that when we set out on a batch of work, it's very well defined so that we kind of know what we have to get after. When we get together, it really is focused on reconnecting with folks again. And we do a little bit of work, you know, we do some planning and do some, we actually get some work done, but the focus being just being together and going and doing fun stuff, seeing a movie, having fire pits, eating good food. Um, it's just a great way to reconnect. Yeah, it's it's something I look forward to every, every time it, it comes around. You know, when COVID hit, you know, we we put that on hold for, you know, a few snuggles there in a row. You know, that was kind of a bummer, you know, really. Yeah. Because uh, 
I, I do like seeing everybody. I do like hanging out with them. Uh, I was glad when that when that started back up when we could safely do that. Yep. Yep. Me too. Thanks for listening in to Podcast Awesome. A special thank you to Trevor for coming on the show. If you like what you've heard, please give us a rating and review and share this episode with your nerd friends. This episode was produced and edited by yours truly, Matt Johnson. The Fawn Awesome theme song was composed by Ronnie Martin. And audio mastering was done by Chris Enns at Lemon Productions. 